in chapter 1, Mark chapter 1 this evening. Mark in chapter 1. And we're going to start in verse 35 as we jump off into our lesson tonight. Mark chapter 1 in verse 35. And what we basically see during this chapter is a very eventful day for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Very many different things transpiring him. Uh, preaching the gospel, impacting lives, healing people amongst the crowds, amen, people getting touched left and right, needs being met, amen, in all kinds of capacities. And then we jump off into our scripture right here in verse 35, coming from a very eventful day, like I said, and we look here and the Word of God reads. It says, early in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and he went away to a secluded place and was praying there. And Simon and his companions searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. You ever feel like just everybody needs you? The kids are looking for you. The disciples are looking for you. Your wife or husband's looking for you. Hopefully the police aren't looking for you. And he said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also for that is what I came for somebody say that's what I came for and he went into their synagogues throughout all of Galilee preaching and casting out demons amen so let me pray as we get started tonight in our lesson father in the name of Jesus Lord, we just come together in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for your word, and I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do tonight. I just ask you to reveal truth to us tonight, Lord, through your Holy Spirit and through your, through your servant, Lord, as I just communicate what you've given to me today, Father. Lord, I just praise you, God, for the souls that are here. I thank you for their heart of worship tonight and praise God and Lord, just their zeal for you, my King. And I just ask you, Lord, to continue to let that be in their lives. Continue to light that fire and that passion and that desire, Lord, to just, Lord, just to honor you and to worship you, God. And, and Father, I just thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this church and all the lives that are, God, being uh, impacted. And God, those that are coming in, these people that are coming in from all over, and we're believing that more are going to come, God. And Father, we thank you for this new church building, Lord Jesus, and Lord, that how that's about to begin to take off, and Lord, just uh, things are going, that's going to begin to transpire right before our eyes, and I thank you for that, Lord, because you are faithful, my King. But God, I just praise you, Lord, for this time together tonight, Lord, let us hear what you want us to hear, and let me communicate what you want me to communicate tonight, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, as they put my subject up on the board, 
And I want to talk to you today about devoted or distracted. Devoted or distracted. And underneath that it says, keep your focus. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, keep your focus. Yeah, look at your other neighbor, amen, and tell them, keep your focus. But I'm going to talk to you about devoted or distracted, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit, amen, about staying focused or keeping your focus, amen. And one thing about it that we realize, to stay focused in life and to do the work God has entrusted us, we must constantly ask ourselves the question of two things. Number one, our purpose, and number two, our priority. And one thing that we'll come to realize, amen, if the devil can't get us in any other way, the way that he'll try to get us is through distraction. He'll try to get us through distraction, amen, or get us through busyness, amen. But tonight I want to talk a little bit concerning distraction. But in order for us to constantly be able to keep focused in the right direction, we've got to constantly be focusing and reminding ourselves and asking ourselves what is my purpose and what is my priority because we can so easily begin to get off track amen in the busyness and the distractions of life amen i use that example uh you know of those of you that feel like everybody amen is calling your name everybody is needing you you're getting pulled on from every direction. And so I want us to kind of look at that today because uh, one thing that we've got to realize is we've got to make sure that we keep our purpose and focus and our priorities right because we must do what is necessary to do and we've got to make time, amen, for what's necessary in our lives. Can I get an amen? Amen. And one thing that you're going to come to realize is one of the things that prevents us from living our life to the fullest is distractions in our life. That's one of the biggest things that creates us to not live our lives to the fullest to what God has called to living that abundant life with fulfillment, amen, with the joy of the Lord, amen. With the peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding. With the purpose of the Lord, amen. And so we've constantly got to be reevaluating these things and lining these things back up the way they need to do. And I love what we see right here as we're looking at Jesus, amen. And Jesus was a man that knew his purpose and he knew his priority. He was a man on a mission. Amen. And his focus, amen, was, was very clear. Amen. And there wasn't going to be anything that was going to begin to come and distract him. Amen. Even if it was something that was good or appeared to be good. Amen. He wasn't going to let it distract him from what his purpose and his priority was here on this earth. And how many of y'all know, uh, there's things that we do a lot of times that are good. And there's things that we 
do and we see, amen, all sorts of uh, needs, right? There was all kinds of needs that Jesus was encountering, amen. Everywhere he went, there was needs, amen. There was people that needed to be healed. There was people that needed to be encouraged. There was people that needed all these things, amen. But in order for Jesus to accomplish what it was that he needed to accomplish, amen, he had to begin to remember his purpose and he had to begin, begin remembering, amen, in order he had to remember his priority. You know what I mean? And I want you to realize something, and this may sound a little harsh, amen, but God is more concerned with your soul than he is even with your physical body. Though the outward man may be decaying, the inner man is being renewed day by day. And there was people that in this scripture, in this city that needed, had needs, amen. But Jesus was, amen, concerned with, amen, not only the physical, but he was concerned, amen, with the eternal. In other words, he was concerned with their souls and souls. And he knew that the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ had to be preached, amen. Why? So that those could be saved. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. good. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But when we're looking at what prevents us of living our life to the fullest, and we're talking about distractions, amen, a lot of times one of the things that happens is that we have lost the sense of our purpose in what we're doing. In other words, we're doing, right, And we're even doing things that are good, and we're doing the right things. But sometimes we begin to lose sight and lose focus and lose vision, amen, of what our purpose is of even doing what we're doing. That's why the Bible says, amen, without vision, the people go unrestrained. The people perish, the Bible says, for lack of vision, You've got to have vision. You've got to have focus. You've got to have purpose. Amen. And this is what happens a lot of times. We're doing it. We're serving God. Amen. We're helping people. Amen. But we begin to forget the purpose of why we're even doing it. I know that happens to everybody. We get out there in the streets sometimes and we're fundraising. And it becomes monotony. Amen. In our lives. And Amen. We forget that we're like this Holy Ghost filled, amen, powerful man or woman of God, amen, that's on a mission, amen, from God. It's kind of like men in black. They were on a mission from God. Now, I haven't seen the new men in black, but this is the old men in black, the original, amen. The new one didn't have very good ratings, I don't think. But anyways, on a mission from God, and sometimes we forget, here I am, I'm this anointed Man of God, called by God, or woman of God. And I'm out here on a mission from God, amen, to to share the gospel, to reach souls, amen, to tell somebody about Jesus Christ, to let them know, amen, that there's a resource here, amen, that they can tap into if they ever need to, amen. Are y'all with me? To pray with somebody. Hello. To bring hope to the hopeless, Amen. To bring healing, amen, to the nose in need. 
Are y'all with me today? And a lot of times we, we begin to lose the sense of our purpose and what we're doing. And we begin to get into a rut. And as a result, we're not really even fully aware of what we're really even trying to achieve. Are y'all with me today? We've gotten distracted somehow. And, and we're in a world with all kinds of distractions everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's distractions. Amen. And if you're one of these people that gets distracted with everything shiny, amen, you're just like this. Praise the Lord. When you really need to be like this. Because you know what your purpose is. You know what your mission is. You know what you're trying to achieve in your life. That's why goals are so important. Amen. You make goals and you prioritize them. Amen. You make short-term goals. Amen. You make mid-term goals. You make long-term goals. Praise the Lord. And then you take those goals and you begin to share them with, amen, men of God in your life. Because the Bible says there's wisdom and a multitude of counsel. Amen. And then you begin to strategize in those areas. Hello, somebody. And then, of course, you seek the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Hey, praise God. And God begins to show them. And you know, sometimes we forget what we're trying to achieve here. Praise the Lord. That's why you have leaders that put you back in place, in line. Amen. We're raising up the Lord's army. Praise the Lord. We're trying to achieve winning. Amen. This world. Amen. With the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So that we can fill up heaven. Amen. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say God is good. And we know the Bible says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything shall be added unto us. Amen. So we have this vision, this focus on what we're doing. Amen. We're seeking the kingdom of God. We're seeking his righteousness. We're seeking to become Christ-like. We're seeking to win souls. We're seeking, amen, to, to, to be a blessing. Praise the Lord. We're seeking to be the salt of the earth. We're seeking to be the light of the earth. We're seeking to be a city on a hill. Are y'all with me today? And sometimes we forget that. Amen. Especially if we have a task that's not maybe necessarily behind a pulpit. And then we forget, amen, that praise the Lord. What your task is crucial because it's allowing somebody else to do something else. There are certain areas there where we may not be right there in, that, in, 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 that, in the center of that. Praise God. But how many know you're, what you're doing is still important? How many of you know if the ladies in children's church weren't in there serving, it would be real hard for us to be in here receiving because the kids would be all over the place? Are y'all with me today? But sometimes we get into children's church and we feel like we're just a babysitter. And we forget what our purpose is. Are y'all with me today? Well, my purpose, number one, is to equip these kids and help them grow. Number two, my purpose is to provide, amen, an avenue for these parents, for these people to get fed. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? But a lot of times we've lost sense of purpose. And we've lost touch with our priorities. We're not clear on what's really important, amen. Or maybe we're having distorted values of things. Maybe what's important to us, our values are kind of out of order. Amen. Praise God. How many of you know the number one thing that should be number one in your life 
that you should value the most is your relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that's not top priority in your life, everything else is going to suffer. And if you're not able to get connected with the Lord and get with God, amen, and that's not a priority, praise God, then it's going to be hard for you to see and you're going to begin to lose vision and you're going to forget your purpose on what you're doing. And you're just going to feel, amen, like you're just a slave or just, you know, doing something with, for no meaning when the reality is, is that what you're doing is very crucial to the body of Christ. Can I get an amen? Somebody say God is good, amen? Now I want to give you a quick little example of a story. It was a group of tour tourists, right? And they were taken through a tour of this uh, great th cathedral in, in Rome, amen? And as the tour ended, the guide asked if there was any questions, right? And here comes this voice that speaks up in the back of the crowd. And he says this, he says, has anybody been saved here lately? Here they are in this great cathedral, this St. Peter's in Rome, amen, and he has, amen, we're looking at this beautiful thing, we're going through this tour, but has anybody been saved here? Somebody say God is good. And he says, isn't that the reason it's here? Is that the reason that this cathedral's even here? Praise the Lord. So I want you to know today, I don't know what area you're serving the Lord, amen, but it's for a purpose, Amen. As long as we put our priorities right, amen, it's so that souls can be saved, it's so that lives can be changed, it's so that heaven can be filled, amen, it's so that we can win this earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing, and that's a great purpose, Cain, praise the Lord, because it has eternal ramifications, amen. You're impacting eternity. So when you sacrifice, praise the Lord, amen, it's for a purpose, when you're serving, it's for a purpose, praise God. But that's the million-dollar question today, amen. Isn't that why we're here? Isn't that what the God commanded the church for? To preach the gospel, amen. To win souls. To fill up heaven, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So how can I truly live my life to the fullest? Amen. Making the best use of my time with, without regrets. So the question is of purpose and priority. Amen. Let's look real quick at a few different verses. Let's go back to our scripture in Matthew, excuse me, Mark, chapter 1, verse 35. On that day, when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in a boat, in the boat. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry. The wind is blowing. It's that Holy Ghost wind. 
in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left the house. And he went away to a secluded place and was praying there. And Simon and his companions searched for him. Praise the Lord. Every time you got to try to go get with God, somebody's come searching for you. And they found him. And they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Come on now. You don't think that there was stuff that he needed to do? Everybody's looking for you. All the kids are looking for you. Praise the Lord. All the disciples are looking for you. But Jesus knew his priority and he said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also. For that is what I came for. Praise God. You got to ask yourself today, what did you come here for? Come on now. And if so, is that your priority, amen? I don't know about you, but I come to the house of God and I came to the ministry in order to begin to be, develop my life into a, a better Christian. And to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to be effective in ministering and reaching others, amen. With a life-changing message, praise the Lord. But when you know your purpose, you're able to say no to other demands. Hello. When you know your purpose. The demands that Jesus has was noble demands, amen. The people most likely were sick. They were demon-possessed. They had all these issues. And they were looking for Jesus' help. Everybody was looking for him. And how many of y'all know that to help the sick and the weak is a good thing, right? Yet Jesus said, let's go. He said, I, so I can preach there also, amen. That's why I came. That's why I come. That's why... That's why he's here preaching the good news. Are y'all with me today? But his primary mission, amen. His primary mission and our mission is the redemption of souls, amen, not just bodies. Praise the Lord. And Jesus says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. He said, what good is it for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Praise the Lord. Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. See, Jesus is clear about his purpose, and therefore he can say no to other things that are distracting him in his life. He had his, his, his focus right, his purpose right, and his priorities right. 
So I want you to tell you today, you need to have a clear focus. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I need to have a clear focus. And the only way you're going to be able to effectively do what you do is if you're connected to the Lord. Do you all understand that? First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. Let's look at it real quick. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16. Are you devoted? Are you distracted? He says rejoice always. Next verse. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. And abstain from every form of evil. I'm going to stop right there. Well, here, I'll read that. Put that up there. Now may the God of peace who sanctified you entirely and may your spirit and soul and the body be preserved completely without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is good, amen? But as we live our lives, it's easy to lose focus on what's important. It's easy to get caught up in the problem of life and that we forget where our focus is supposed to be. And there's all kinds of problems, there's all kinds of distractions, there's all kinds of things that are trying to pull us away from our focus. And this is one of the enemy's greatest techniques, amen. Anytime a guy is, amen, uh, is, is doing good, anytime somebody is, is going forward, anytime somebody is answering the call, anytime somebody, amen, is beginning, amen, to be committed, amen, anytime somebody's devoted to God, the very thing that the enemy does is come in and try to bring a distraction, amen. He tries to begin to reveal a problem, Amen. In order to distract them from their purpose in their life. Praise the Lord. And sometimes it even appears like it's something good. Praise God. But I'm here to tell you if it pulls you away from God's purpose for your life. I'm here to tell you, amen. It may look, amen, good. But not everything that looks good, amen, is good. Can I get an amen? Not everything. And a lot of times our problems of life create us to forget where our fo focus is supposed to be. There's always going to be problems. That's why you've got to have focus, purpose, priorities. And throughout this letter in Thessalonians, Paul has reminded us that Jesus is going to return at any time. And it's our job to be ready for him to get us. Amen. In other words, we got to live our lives with a sense of urgency. Because our walk with Jesus should be more than coming to church each Sunday. Amen. Or Wednesday. Amen. But we're called to live our lives for the glory of God. 
And we've got to live our lives with an awareness, amen, of Jesus in our lives. With an awareness that Jesus is going to be coming back and he's going to take us with him, amen, God willing. Are y'all with me today? And when we look here in this book of, we begin to see Paul gives us some hints, amen, and some reminders of things that we need to focus on as we strive to please Jesus with our lives. And when we're facing tough times, amen. And how many of y'all know tough times will come? We've got to still remember what we're focusing on. When you are in the midst of prosperity, what are you focusing on? Praise God. Because some people, amen, some people get distracted and they get knocked off whenever all heck breaks loose. And some people, amen, get distracted and knocked off when everything's going good. Some people can't handle being blessed. And some people can't handle adversity. But both of them should push you closer to God. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? See, I want you to realize this because we've got a hope. Amen. No matter what. And that's a hope in Jesus. That's why we can be like Paul and we can say, you know what? I've learned, amen, to be content. I know what it's like to have lack, and I know what it's like to have much, but I've learned to be content. I'm content with both. Amen. Why? Because my contentment comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can take everything I have, and I'm still going to be content. Amen. And I still have hope. Why? Because my hope is in Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And my fulfillment is in Jesus. But today, I want to share a few areas with you for us to focus on as we live our lives. Amen. Because if we lose focus in these areas, amen, it can make life more difficult. And some of us, life has gotten more difficult because we've lost focus on what's priority in our lives. It's kind of like a baseball player, amen, that's trying to hit a ball, but he's not focused on it. How many of y'all know it's hard to hit a ball if you're not focused, praise God? Or for you golfers, or for you tennis players, amen? And it's hard for us, amen, to hit what God has intended us for to do if we're not focused. Praise God. Let's look at this real quick in verse 16 of Thessalonians. See, one thing I want you to realize right here, when this was written, the church was facing a lot of persecution. The church of Thessalonica, it was... Facing a lot of persecution, amen. And, and just living life itself was hard. How many of you know sometimes just living life is hard? Praise God. And it would have been easy to be depressed about life in general. It would have been easy to think that God had abandoned them because they were facing, because of what they were facing. But Paul begins to encourage them, amen. And this is what he says. He says, rejoice always. Somebody say rejoice always. This is what Paul re encourages the church to do. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, amen, rejoice always, amen. In other words, this is beginning to say like a continuous action, praise God. You know, the, the results of having received the, the salvation from the Lord should be an attitude, amen, of rejoicing, an attitude of joy, praise the Lord. 
And joy is not dictated by your circumstance, but joy, and it doesn't come from your outward condition, amen? But joy is something that comes from inside of us because of our spiritual riches in Christ. Joy comes from the assurance of what we have in Christ. Praise the Lord. In other words, when things get tough, we need to focus on the joy that we have in Christ. Let's look at verse 17. He also says, pray without ceasing. In other words, amen, we've got to focus on prayer. Joyful believers will also be prayerful believers. Joyless believers are those that are prayerless believers. If you feel like you don't have any joy, it's because your focus is shifted. It's not because your circumstance is shifted. It's because your focus has shifted. Praise the Lord. Because joy is the fruit of the Spirit, amen. And when you get and dive off into prayer, amen, and you're right with God and you're connected with the Lord, amen, guess what? Joy is going to be supernaturally released in your life, praise God. Because you've got the right focus. Those who are living their life fully dependent upon the Lord. What are you dependent on today? Somebody say God is good, amen. So my question to you is prayer a priority in your life? Verse 18. In everything to give thanks. We, now, we read this around Thanksgiving, right? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In other words, we focus on having joy, we focus on prayer, and then we focus on Thanksgiving. We focus on being thankful. Amen? Even if something bad happens in our life. Constant joy and constant prayer is going to begin to develop an attitude of constant thanksgiving. Lack of prayer, lack of joy is going to create you to become unthankful. Because all these things are not external, but they're internal. Are you all with me today? It's an attitude that we have to take on. That's what Paul's saying right here. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what? The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. When? When you take everything in prayer and supplication to the Lord. When you make your requests known to God. When you spend time in the presence of the Lord, praise the Lord, because that's your priority, amen. And you know what your purpose is in life. And as a result, amen, this supernatural peace, the peace of God begins to come upon your life, amen. That is, surpasses all comprehension. It's not comprehensible. And it says, God will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
if we're focused on being thankful, it's going to help us keep ourselves from feeling sorry for ourselves. Anybody feeling sorry for themselves right now? Oh, poor me. Look at my situation. I can't never catch a break. I don't never get a blessing. Somebody say God is good. Let's look, look at the next verse. We're almost done. Do not quench the spirit. Do not continue to quench the spirit. To quench means to extinguish a fire. Praise the Lord. How many of y'all are on fire for Jesus? How many of y'all feel like the spirit's been quenched in your life? Let's look at the next verse. Do not despise prophetic utterances. Focus on God's word. Focus on the word of God. Is reading the word of God a priority to you? Some people don't even show up to church, so I don't think it is. Much less read it on their own. Some people are only here because they have to be here. And that's not just the home, that's the church too. If we told everybody, hey, we don't care if you come to church, it doesn't matter. Some people wouldn't show up. Especially not if it's 80-something degrees in here. All right, I'm going to be nice. God is good, amen. I'm almost done. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions, okay? I want you to ask yourself these questions. When we're talking about purpose and priority, amen? This week, I want you to sit down with a blank piece of paper and I want you to write out what you really want to accomplish and I want you to write down what you consider the most important in life okay and then once you do that I want you to look at this and ask yourself these questions are your activities helping you achieve these goals? Well, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, is what I'm trying to accomplish really priority? <laughs> Are the activities helping achieve these goals have you given any thought to whether your life honors God? I want you to ask yourself that question. Does my life honor God?
does God have anything to say about my goals and purposes? In other words, what does God want my goals to be? What does he want my purpose to be? Because a lot of us, we make plans and we think we have goals, but we don't include God in what we're doing. Amen? Because at the end of the day, we need to ask ourselves, what are God's goals for me? What is God's purpose for me? What is God wanting out of my life? What is God's will for my life? Because what you want and what God wants might be two different things. And some of us struggle because we spend our whole life chasing after something that God never even intended for us. And then we find ourselves stuck in a rut, struggling. God wants you to soar with eagle's wings. He doesn't want you to struggle every, every, through everything. Now, there's going to be struggles. Amen? But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like doing the will of God in your life. There's nothing like the fulfillment of doing the will of God in your life. There's nothing like it. The Bible says that it's a good, perfect, and pleasing will. It's good, it's perfect, and it's pleasing. It's pleasing to Him, and it's pleasing to you. You might think you want to be a contractor, but God might want you to be a preacher. Hello. You might just want to have a family and a nice white picket fence. You know what I'm saying? And just go work a nine to five and God might want you to do something different. Amen. Zachariah was telling me that Phil Kidd, who's an evangelist, he goes all over preaching. He's a crazy Baptist preacher that preaches pretty intense. You walk out of there, something. But he wanted to continue being an evangelist, and God told him he wanted him to pastor a church. And he, he wasn't going to pastor the church. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to be an evangelist. He'd been an evangelist for many years. And God told him, he said, God told him, this is what he said. He said, God told him, if you don't pastor this church, I'm going to take your life, take you home. Is that right? Is that right? 
He said, okay, I'll pass to the church. I'm going to share with you another little thing that's kind of interesting right here. There was a pastor, right? He was, this is a story about a pastor's day off, and there was a fellow minister that had shared a conversation with a, that he had with one of his parishioners, one of his people in the church congregation. And he said one day that an angry church member had called him up on the telephone one morning saying, I phoned you Saturday, but I couldn't get you. And the pastor began to explain to him, well, that was, that's my day off. Saturday's my day off. And uh, what? This is what the church member said. Day off? He said, the devil never takes a day off. And it was, this, is, this church member, he's kind of religious, right? Holier than thou attitude. But he was coming at him aggressively. This is what the pastor said to him. The pastor said, yeah, that's right. And if I didn't take any time out, I'd be just like the devil. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But I guess what I'm saying is this, that we all need time in our week when we can slow down and we can become still and we can become quiet before the Lord because it's vital for our soul. Can I get the worship team to come forward? Just like Jesus knew that his quiet time with God was crucial. Our quiet time with God is crucial. If we empty ourselves and we don't fill ourselves back up, we're not going to have anything to give to the people. Amen. So there may be all these demands on you. There may be everybody looking for you, calling for you. But you're going to have to make sure you have your priorities where they are. If you'll take some time and spend with God, take, set some time aside and spend with the Lord, it's going to make the rest of everything else you do more effective. If you set aside 30 minutes to an hour and to spend with God, amen, you're going to be able to accomplish more in that day than if you just went directly to work. You hear me? But the way we think about it is we've got, we've, we, we've got to make sure that we use every time, every bit of time we have, maximize it. But the, maximizing it is giving it to God. How many of y'all believe that? How many of y'all ever just start your day off and run into you them and you haven't even talked to God and then all that day is tough? Praise the Lord. And then you took a little extra time and you spent time with God and the rest of the day just flowed. Come on, stand to your feet.
But we got to take make time for solitude sometimes. Prayer is not always a matter of just talking to God or telling God a list of things. Amen. Sometimes it's just spending time at the feet of Jesus. Just spending time quiet before the Lord. So as they put my topic back up on there, I want you to ask yourself, am I devoted or am I distracted? Has the distractions made it tough for me to be devoted? And if so, what is my purpose and what is my priority? What is God's priority for me? We need people that are devoted, not distracted. The enemy wants to distract us. He wants you to lose your purpose. He wants you to lose your vision. He wants you to lose your focus. Sometimes we forget why you even come to church. It's because you got distracted. Sometimes we think that instead of participating in Bible studies and prayer breakfasts and other things that we, we need to be doing something else. Sometimes it's because we got distracted. We've got to begin to remember and put first things first. And if your relationship with Christ is not first, everything else is going to suffer. Do you hear me? If your relationship with Christ is not first, everything else will suffer. If you put your job before Christ, your job's going to suffer. If you put your kids before Christ, your, kids, your relationship with your kids is going to suffer. If you put your wife or your husband before Christ, your relationship with your wife and husband is going to suffer. If you put your ministry before Christ your ministry is going to suffer. But if you put Christ first, everything will be added unto you. Everything will fall in place. It doesn't mean there's never going to be any struggles. Don't let the Lord, don't let the devil distract you. Not everything that looks good is always right. The devil tries to give you a hundred reasons why you can't do the will of God. All the time. He gives you a hundred reasons why you can't spend time with God. That time you invest in prayer is going to be way more valuable. I promise you. It can accomplish so much more. The Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Prayer is well invested time. Prayer is moving heaven to earth. 
Prayer is building yourself up. Prayer is getting it to where you don't have to do it on your own strength, but you're doing it in the power of the Holy Ghost and the anointing of God. You're soaring with eagle's wings. Prayer, prayer is helping you be focused and not distracted. It's helping you prioritize in your life. It's giving you strategy. It's giving you insight. It's giving you the fruit of the Spirit. It's giving you patience to deal with what you've got to deal with. Psalms 37 and 7, and we're going to close. says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his ways. Because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. But look at the beginning. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Another scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Come on, guys, it's time to focus, get focused back, put our devotion back to the Lord, and to remove the distractions, and watch God begin to move. Watch God begin to move. Come on, let's worship. Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin Jesus is calling Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling Yeah.